1: Today, we're going to have tea leaf readings for beginners, and uh, Carolyn Dow, who wrote the book Tea Leaf Readers for Beginners, Your Fortune in a Teacup, Um, this book has won a Colorado Authors League Award for Best Nonfiction Book-Length Work in the State of Colorado. So she's going to be our guest today, and we're also going to talk, hopefully talk about her new book, Sanctuary of Your Own. Caroline is a Latin Americanist with a PhD from the University of Wisconsin in Luso-Brazilian studies. Luso she told me is a uh, Portuguese, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Great. <laughs> Thank you. And Caroline has taught at Brown, Pittsburgh, and Colorado Universities. She was a Fulbright fellow to Brazil and has lived and worked in Mexico, Spain, England, Wales, and Scotland. Caroline speaks four languages with varying degrees of fluency. Caroline not only um, is an author under her name, Caroline Dow, she also uh, produces work under Morwen, I believe the name is, and uh, both um, books on magic, tea leaf readings, and murder mysteries so quite the uh range of um of books out there but today we're talking about the tea leaf readings so um how did you get into this caroline and
2: what oh yes thinking? well you know um one of the things was uh, part of our family came from Russia, and so we always had a samovar you know you to bring your samovar when you when you move from one country to the other, so it was always heating up with tea all the time you know so uh, so I got like into that and then also i um <laughs> it's sort of interesting because my aunt one of my great aunts aunt Lizzie, she was like the the family fortune teller. She would she would do tea leaf readings, and she would tell us, you know, who had was going to have the biggest ha- house, but who was going to get into trouble with the law, you know, that kind of thing.
1: And then <laughs> Watch my out. father,
2: who was who was also he was his aunt, um, we would take summer vacation trips, and he would talk all the way in the car about things like, we're only using 10% of our brain, and if we, you know, use all this other stuff that, that's going on out there and, and psychic stuff and that, you know, we would know so much more. And so that's really how I started doing it then, When I went to college, um, I started reading leaves for others, you know, because my Aunt Lucia taught me how to do it. And I became the tea leaf reading girl. So, you know, went on from
1: there. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you um, pay your way through college with it? No. Were you able to do that? <laughs> no, I used to
2: do them for free. <laughs> that, that's what it was like back then. No, I I tutored Spanish for money.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you probably got better money for it, too. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> well, I but think I told you before when we, when we um, spoke earlier that when I grew up, um, we we were very open to psychic, very open to the other side, but for some reason we always considered psychic tea leaf readings. And I never met a tea leaf reader. I never saw one done. I don't know why we referred to to all psychic work as tea leaf reading. It's kind of interesting. Huh. But where did it come from? Did it come from Russia? Yeah, no, it did. Well.
2: Near Russia, (laughs) China, actually. It was, uh, you know, the Chinese who many, many centuries ago started out with the tea leaf reading. And um, what it was was the Taoist priests felt that tea was the elixir of immortality. And so, therefore, if you read the tea leaves, the patterns in the tea leaves would show, you know, what kind of disease a person had uh, was sort of like a medicinal kind of thing how long they were going to live you know that kind of thing or how to treat a patient because they believed that the tea leaves could show that. So it started with China but it actually spread throughout the world and one of the reasons why it has is that anybody can do tea leaf reading you don't need to memorize a whole lot of tarot cards for example, not that I have anything against tarot cards, I I love them, but Mm -hmm. you don't need to do that. You don't need to concentrate for years on a crystal ball, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Just, you don't need a whole lot of education, or or really any at all. It's sort of a social, get-together kind of thing that everybody around the world does.
1: But, again, as a kid, we would stare into the cup thinking, well, tea leaf reader... But I never knew what to look for. What do you uh, look like Well,
2: at? you have to go through <laughs> all that. One of the things is to go through all the steps to learning to do the tea leaf reading I mean, it's you have to prepare the cup, you steep it and stir, make a wish make certain observations before you drink the tea and then when you get down to the bottom you have about a quarter of a teaspoon left, you do the inversion of the teacup then write it again and then you start doing your reading but there's all these preparations you know, the things that you need to prepare the reading, which really isn't very much. All you need is a cup and a saucer. And a is a good thing to have so that you don't <laughs> spill the leaves out onto the table. Also, having a saucer is very good. Once I said, well... Um, we didn't have any saucers, and I said, well, I guess we did have saucers. And I said, well, you know, somebody says, what if all the leaves come out when I invert the cup? And I said, well, that never happens. And the woman inverted her cup, and, of course, all the leaves came out. So I was able <laughs> to read the saucer because the leaves stuck to the saucer. So you need that, a spoon. You need a spoon or a teaspoon or to point at the images in the cup. If you use your finger, you know, and stick your finger on an image, it's going to dissipate really fast because tea leaves are really ephemeral and they're just clinging to the side of the cup. And maybe you need some napkins to, uh, to uh, you know, wipe up the spill, you know, if somebody, you know, spills some tea, you know, that kind of thing. That's all you need. And you don't need very much tea. That's another thing that is very cheap to do tea leaf reading because you only need a quarter of a teaspoon of leaves in order to do a good reading at a time. And, you know, when people buy like those four-ounce uh, jars of tea, That'll last you practically a lifetime, <laughs> a quarter and teaspoon and a cup, you know, is, so, um, yeah.
1: This is loose leaf tea, not tea bags. <laughs> this is no, loose leaf no, you tea.
2: can read from tea bags, but... <clears throat> They're very, very fine. Um, the leaves that are in there are, are cut very, very fine. And so they don't always give the best images. Um, although I have once read somebody's tea leaves from a tea bag on an airplane, for example. And, you know, it came out fine, you know, but it doesn't usually do that. Loose leaf tea or, Herbal tisans or you know, uh, what you know, we call herbal teas, but they're really not. They're they're herbal tisans, uh because that's not tea. Tea, all tea comes from the Camellia sinensis bush, but you can use herbs. You can use just regular tea. You know, you can use green tea, white tea, you know, red tea, uh, oolong tea, black tea, all of that. Any kind of. Of leaf that comes from the Camellia sinensis bush, which is the tea bush, is um, is able you're able to use, and then you can use other things too, like chamomile or rose petals or whatever.
1: And these are all leaf teas. I don't know if there's um, other tea out there, but leaf teas.
2: Well, well, the thing about it is, it's actually tea leaf reading is called tassiomancy which is a form of geomancy that is divination by interpreting patterns that are made by little handfuls of things that are thrown at little things thrown on the ground. It could be dirt or it could be sand, pebbles, bones rune stones, it could be flower, it could be any little small thing, and, and tea leaves fit into that that pattern. Tea leaves are particularly good at picking up impressions.
1: Now, do you have to be psychic, or how do you, what do you look at? I think that's, well, let me back up a little bit. How do you invert a teacup and not spill the tea leaves?
2: Okay. <laughs> how does that uh, well, work? <laughs> Well, um you have to back up even further from that. Let's let's back up to preparing the tea and okay. and looking looking at the tea when it's full because the, one of the whole things about this is is all based on quantum physics. You know, oh dear. Or, you know, quantum physics shows <laughs> that there is an interconnection between all things so that each cell in our body contains all the past, present and future information about each of us. So when you touch an object, you can tra- you transfer the information. Um, It's like a form of psychometry, you know, when people pick up an object and hold it in their hands. They can tell, maybe, you know, if they're intuitive, they can tell its background or things about who had held the object. Well, the leaves, tea leaves, are very good recorders of this kind of information because they're small, like little pebbles or rune stones or bones. And they pick up impressions easily. But at the same time, these impressions can leave, us, can leave us easily as well. I mean, they're only there for, they're very ephemeral and they're only there for just, you know, a little while kind of thing. And then they fall into the cup because that's their nature. They pick up easily and they let go easily. Okay so okay so getting back to you know this is you know why and how it works okay so what you do is first you choose a tea and it can as i say it can be a black tea a green tea a theme herbal tea tea for example peppermint leaves or chamomile leaves peppermint for um, money chamomile for success uh Rose for love, you know rose petals and mm-hmm. uh you know uh all kinds of you know bits of rose um, all that can be used, so you choose whatever kind of tea you want to use, and it doesn't doesn't really matter I mean you can use anything some teas give large impressions like uh, gumpowder green, for example, if you just want to ask one one or two questions. Gunpowder green tea will leave very large Im- Impression on the side of the teacup, but they'll only leave a couple of impressions. You know, not very many. If you have your complicated and you have all kinds of complicated questions, a black tea is really good for that sort of thing. It just depends on what you want to do. You can use really anything. It really doesn't matter. It, you know, it just depends on you and the person that who you're reading for, because it's sort of like a participatory sport. Unlike going to a psychic and having them, you know. Give Give you things from the cards or from, you know, other means, this, this is something where you're asking people to talk about. You have to drink the tea. It's a cozy thing. Everybody gets together. You know, you're sitting there, you're, you're talking about your life and all that kind of thing. And, you know, get down to where you have just a quarter of a teaspoon left of the tea in the cup. So we haven't gone to inverting yet because actually we're still filling the cup with the, boil, the very hot water, not quite boiling, but very hot. And then what you do is um, you steep the tea for maybe three or three minutes, four minutes. You stir it, and after that you cup your hands over it. You make a wish, and then you make an observation. After that, you can observe. After everything settles, after you've made your wish and stirred the tea, you look for bubbles on the top of the tea. Bubbles that are still there, you know, after doing all that, uh, signify in tea leaf reading a monetary windfall. If there is a floating short or thin stick on the top, it means you're going to get a visit from a woman. If it's a long or stout stick, it means a visit from a man. One floating leaf only, um, that means a lot of money. A lot of leaves doesn't mean anything, okay? But one leaf <laughs> means you're going to get a windfall of money. And if you get a leaf on the rim, it means an influential person is coming into your life. So, um, so those are just, you know, that traditional tea leaf reading, what, what they say for that. So you drink your tea finally, and you get down to you have a quarter of a teaspoon of liquid left. In there, and not a whole lot. You know, you can't have a whole lot of liquid. If you have a whole lot of liquid, when you invert the teacup, everything will come out. So Mm -hmm. what you do is you you take the you take the cup and you swirl it around and swirl it around, and then you slowly start turning it, turning it, turning it, you know, and start inverting it, inverting it, inverting it, until finally you have it completely upside down over the. Over the, um, you know, over the napkin or whatever you have, the saucer, and then you put it down on the saucer upside down and you let it completely drain. Okay, for a mm-hmm. few minutes. So that's, so that's how you get it to invert. When I did the tea, my tea leaf reading workshops, I show that. In the workshop, I may actually have a video of that on my website. I, I may show how you invert. I can't remember now, but it's got it's got a lot of things about reading the leaves on it. So, so you've got it inverted, and then you're waiting to turn it right side up and do the reading.
1: And when you turn it right side up, those two leaves have stuck in the cup, or
2: yep, yep. Some are maybe on the bottom, on the sides, up. Up to, up to the top, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, it can be all different places in the teacup. So, okay, so what you do is you um, start looking for, you know, you take a deep breath, you relax, you're enjoying yourself. You, you have know, actually you know what asked. The-
1: you know what, though, Caroline, before you go into it, I want to take a break. And okay. uh, be, and then when we come back, I want you to really bring it from the beginning, as you were just about to do, and walk okay. us through a, a tea leaf reading. Um, this will be okay. fascinating. So uh, we're going to take a break right now, and we'll be right back.
0: visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. What's the difference between leaders who achieve exceptional results with ease and those who struggle to keep up? Tune in for Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. You'll discover the simple practices that are making the biggest difference to a leader's success today. You'll meet leaders who are bringing out the best in their teams. You'll gain practical strategies to lead yourself and others to high performance with ease. Leading on Purpose airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to A View Through the Veil at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: Hi, and we're back with Carolyn Dow, who is going to bring us through a tea leaf reading. Which um, she's been telling us how to do it and what some of the things mean, but now she's going to take us from the top, right? And right. Just, uh, um, after we, freedom.
2: after you've inverted, after you've inverted the. Um the cup and it's sitting there on the saucer draining okay and what you want to do is make sure that really as much liquid as possible all of it is out before you know before you start reading because sometimes if there's a little bit of liquid left you've seen an image and and the liquid just kind of you know kind of melts melts onto it and then you've lost your image and then traditionally they say that there's any liquid left after you've Turn the cup right side up again, it means trouble and tombstones, and you don't want any of that. (laughs) So, you want to make sure that all the liquid is out of the cup, and you don't want to, you just want to have that inverted and sitting there drying for a couple of minutes. Okay, so what you're going to do is you turn it right side up. You take a nice deep breath. You you know you relax. You pretend you're looking at clouds in the sky or whatever relaxes you, and you're just you know really in you know a, a happy mood. You're not thinking of anything in particular. What you are thinking of, though, in the back of your mind, is you've probably asked the inquirer, that is the person who's having the reading done. the person who drank the cup of tea. Okay, you're going to first answer whatever question they have. You've asked them already, what questions do you have? You know, unlike doing just a regular psychic reading when people just come up with all kinds of information the reader does, you know, you want to have the inquirer ask you a question or a couple of questions and that's what you're going to focus on because you may see a lot of images in the cup and you know, you've know you got to kind of boil it down to whatever is the important images you want to bring from the cup. So the first thing you do, you have sort of these steps. You first look for concrete shapes. A concrete shape is something like just something like a household shape, like a house, or a car, or a person, or an animal, like a dog, you know, or or whatever. You know, you look for just typical things, a flower, typical things that you see in your daily life. So you try to note that. You look for, after that, you look for geometrical designs. Do you see a five-pointed star, or a square, or a circle, partial circle, that kind of thing. And you make a little note of that. Then you go on and you look for things like numbers, letters, spelled out words, believe it or not. And I have seen spelled out words. Uh, For example, I saw once and I took a picture of it. And one cup this woman was worried about her mother coming to Colorado. She was coming from the east coast where she was at sea level and she was ha- um, you know, she was having some heart problems and this and that. And so, so was she was moving she was here to about... be with her daughter. And uh I saw in the cup the word air A I R oh. and I wow. said, Well she needs to have oxygen, at least for a while. She should talk to her doctor about whether she might need oxygen or not because she's coming. To, she has some heart trouble, et cetera, et cetera. And that was good advice. But I saw the, the word, and it said air. Um, in another cup I saw some woman was just saying, what do you see in the cup, you know, kind of thing. And I said, well, have you moved recently? She said, who told you that I, I moved? I said, because i see <laughs> moving. And I pointed and I said, M-O-V-I-N-G. And this is when it becomes important to have the spoon because you use the back of the spoon to point out these images because people don't believe you when you see them. But if you point out with your spoon to the image, they can see it. If you point with your finger, you're going to lose the image. It's going to fall to the bottom of the cup, and you will have nothing. Mm-hmm. So, you all and 100% of people make the mistake at first of doing that. So, yeah. you're looking for numbers, letters, words, and in my book, leaf Reading for Beginners, in the back, I have traditional meanings of numbers, letters, and letters, you know, that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. then the other thing that you look for is universal symbols. Um, you know, something like an ankh for life, you know, the Egyptian ankh, I know, or whatever it is you happen to see, it's some kind of a universal symbol. P- special symbols, for example, um, you can look for those, and you can ask the person you're reading for, I once saw in somebody's cup a mouse. Well, a mouse, if you look at its its meanings in T. Lee Frieden, it means a small theft or somebody, you know, trying to steal something from you, this and that. But I, it was a cute little mouse and it had glasses and it was wearing a little a little hat. And I said, does a mouse, is that a special symbol for you? And she says, yes, my house mouse. I have little house mice, you know, pictures of them all over the house. And it meant domestic bliss for this woman. It didn't mean what the traditional meanings were, but you had to ask. You ask those questions when you see the symbol. Okay, so then you look at the cup in general, and you look for positives, how many positive signs are in there, how many negative signs are in there. You know, positive signs like flowers and arbors and birds, you know. Pretty things. Negative symbols mm-hmm. would be like skulls, crossbones, uh, maybe you know uh, a crocodile, you know something like that. How many positive symbols do you see? How many negative ones do you see? And then you look for balance in the cup. Balance means: are there like a lot of symbols? Are there a few big symbols and a couple of small symbols? You don't have to read everything you see. Um, a, You know, a couple of large symbols, you know, what's they're important. Larger symbols and groups of symbols are more important than just a single tiny little symbol off on the side kind of thing. I, I mean, it takes a while to develop this, but, you know, you can do it. Groups of symbols, if you look at the cup one way and you see, like, a person's face and you look at the cup the other way in this grouping, you see sort of like a bicycle wheel or something like that. They're both valid, and maybe it's talking about somebody who's riding a bicycle that that you know in some kind of event, uh, a relative of the of the inquirer, you know that kind of thing. So you look for things like that. Um, basically, what you should do is view the cup from all angles, you know, you know, turn it around, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The symbols that are closest to the handle are significant because they signify the inquirer or things that are going to happen immediately. If symbols are opposite the cup, it means, well, it means that uh, things are going to happen later. There are all different ways of timing the, the events too. So do you want me to go into that right now? Oh, yeah, of but before
1: event? you go there, so um, before you start, You ask them what they're looking for, and then that determines what kind of tea you're going to use. Oh, it
2: it may not even be the kind of tea. It's just like what you're looking for in the cup it okay. can guide you to see the various symbols and you should always answer their questions first because if you start mm-hmm. looking at the cup and you are spending a long time staying the cup they're going to start to get nervous they're going to wonder whether you see doing <laughs> I and would destruction. Too, yeah <laughs> yeah and you're not you know but so you've got to do a real quick just go with your first impressions you know as the first things that you see don't you know start saying oh is this this thing or is it this other thing you know don't worry about that you just you'll go with what you see at first And answer the question first.
1: Now, do you think you have to be psychic to read them, or or the symbols are right there and you can use your mind to read? Yeah,
2: the symbols are right there, and that's one of the reasons why you do tea leaf reading is that it uh, helps focus your mind. It develops the intuitive right side of your brain. uh, And memorizing some symbols, you don't have to memorize all of them, but memorizing some helps in all aspects of your life. I mean that is one of the good things about doing tea leaf reading, you know, to enrich your own life.
1: Um, do you you
2: have
1: a, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have the symbols in your book?
2: Yes, I do. The second yeah. half of the book has symbols from animals to zodiac
1: signs. <laughs> oh, good, Z. good. And then the yeah. universal meaning. When you were talking about the universal meaning, I thought, well, I might not be that universal.
2: <laughs> no, so. and, and, you know, what you need to also do if you really get into tea leaf reading is to keep a um, a notebook where you write down your various readings and what your impressions are and what symbols mean to you. Because a symbol, let's say, like a dragon, to if you're Chinese, it's the, it's, it can be a very positive sign, it's strength, you know, all that sort of thing, and power. Uh, to other people, some other people, it might mean you know a horrible thing that needs to be slayed. I mean, it needs to be killed. You know, like a monster. Mm-hmm. It it just depends. So you've got to write down what you see in the cup and what that means for you, because it could be your own your own interpretation, not somebody else's. You know,
1: when you're reading so, someone, um, and and let's say you've been reading yourself and practicing, and now you're reading someone else. And let's say you see dragon, and to you this means something wonderful. Do you ask mm-hmm. them first what does it mean to you before you give your interpretation, or do you go with what you know it means? Uh, well, it means no. To me? you,
2: I can say, you know, I see a dragon in this cup. Does that have any significance? Does this have any significance for you? And you always go with what the person you're reading for what they think. Just like that mouth. You know, mm-hmm. I was talking about what the significance right. of a mouse was, and I asked the woman about that. Um, and you know, sure enough, you know, you, you find that stuff. But if people have no idea, um, mm-hmm. then you go with what your I, your intuition is what the symbol means. Okay. And I don't always interpret the same symbol the same way every time I do a reading.
1: So you are, there is intuition involved, and, and also from?
2: what other symbols that are around the symbol. Oh, you know, see. if I see a dragon with, um, you know, all kinds of, you know, flowers and a bower and all that kind of thing, that's a really good symbol. If I see a dragon and a crocodile, maybe it's not so good, right? Mm-hmm. See what I
1: mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> so you had started to talk about what's close and what's far away. Um,
2: You're right. There are different ways of timing the cup, and everybody has a different, different, idea of how you know all tea leaf readers they choose whatever way is good what works for them or they like me sometimes I do one way and sometimes I do another it depends on how I feel that day or what I when I look at the cup but generally you look at the you look at the handle and that represents the choir and things going on with that person and things going on right now you move Clockwise around the cup, a quarter of the way is, let's say, one month. Halfway, meaning directly across from the handle, is two months. And then the other quarter of the cup is three months. Or it could be weeks, or it could be, you know, it's not going to be years because tea leaves don't, are more ephemeral than that. They don't last for that long. But months are a good idea. Or, you can start at the top of the cup and say the things, images you see at the top of the cup are happening now or are going to happen very soon. Middle of the cup is just, you know, things that are going to happen in a little while or just day-to-day stuff going on. Some people say that images that are toward the bottom of the cup are either things that are going to happen later or they could be negative. Um, There's a whole thing about the bottom of the cup, and it's a big controversy for a lot of tea leaf readers. Some people think that what's at the bottom of the cup is just, you know, the bad things. Other people think that um, it's something that, um, uh, well, what I think it is. For me, it's something that's true throughout the whole time of the reading. That, you know, throughout the whole three months. And it can mean all different sorts of things to different people. It can be positive. It can be negative. Um, and remember, not all images are important in a cup. Um, you have to decide what's going to be important and what isn't. So, um, so anyway, so that's, you know, having to do with that.
1: Quite a bit of information. I have a mm-hmm. real basic question. You might have answered it already, and I might have missed it. Which way is the handle going?
2: Okay, the handle means things going on right now, and it also means the inquirer, the person who is having the reading. So if you see images that are kind of clustered around the handle, there are things that are impacting the person who's having the reading right now. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, I was doing a reading for this woman once, and she, um, I saw right at the handle a golf club, a golf club, and then just a little to the left of the handle, oh, just, you know, like maybe two inches, something like that, I saw like an image of a Scottish Highlander man wearing, you know, one of those hats that they wear and a kilt and Mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. And I asked her about that and she said, you know, I am going to be doing a, um, I, I she was going to be doing some kind of charity event at a golf club coming right up. It was going to be in the next couple of days. That's why I saw the golf club later. She called me and then I saw other images having to do with this, 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 Scottish man. Um, she said that she went to the golf tournament, did her thing. She met this guy who was from Scotland, believe it or not, and then they ended up getting married.
1: Can you believe it?
2: And that is amazing.
1: Like, All within three months or no?
2: <laughs> no, they got married later, but you know, I saw like As as I went around the cup, you know, I saw this man and then I saw flowers and I saw, you know, a lot of good things and, you know, birds with pretty messages and
1: doves and all
2: that. And then uh, she actually called me up about six months later. They were engaged.
1: That that was quick.
2: Yeah, that was quick. But you could see that something was going to happen right away for her. She was going to meet this guy. You know, Mm -hmm. right away she was going to go to this golf club. And she knew she was doing that. She said, oh, yes, I'm you know, going to be doing this charity event. And then right beyond that, she met this guy. And sure, sure enough, and that was the guy she ended up getting married, or at least engaged to. I don't know if they ever got married. But, um, you know, I saw that in the cup. That's,
1: but it, that's, that's amazing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that alone well, is going to have a lot of people calling you. Um, well, are you able that-
2: to... There was one that really blew me away. I was doing, you know, I do tea leaf readings. at the Shambay Tea House here in Boulder. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I do for the Rock Mountain Tea Festival, you know, when they have that and that kind of thing. And I was doing this reading. It was for this man, and he was with his girlfriend or his wife. I don't know which. And I saw, like, a whole lot of papers, uh, like a lot of leaves just all scattered around like in the wind. And I said, you know what? My advice to you is to try to get your affairs in order because, you know, everything's all scattered around. You know, it's just you've got all these leaves and they don't mean anything and they're just all over the place. And he thanked me and everything and didn't think much of it went away. Well... I think it was the next following year, I was doing a leaf reading workshop at the Bay, and this woman went to the whole workshop, and she came up to me afterwards. She said, do you remember, you know, the guy I was with? And mean, well, I didn't really, I remembered the reading, sort of, but I didn't really remember too much about it. She said, well, he got his affairs in order, and he was really happy he did, because he got this horrible cancer and died. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I had to sit down. Yeah. He said he, he was so grateful toward the end that you had given him that advice to get his affairs in order.
1: <laughs>
2: so I was blown away because I thought, oh, my God, you know, I didn't, you know, you're never going to see somebody's. By the way, people say, oh, my God, see somebody's death in the cup. You will never see anything like that. That's what You'll I was see. wondering
1: about. No, yeah. you
2: don't see that. You know, you see things that need to be done or you see. I was doing a reading for this one man, and his, I think his grandmother was uh, very ill, and this and that. And I saw, I saw like a meadow with, you know, flowers and, you know, all that kind of thing. And I said, Oh, she could be very happy. Well, she did pass away, and he told me later. You know he came back and saw me later, and he said, yes, and it was a really happy death, I mean, you know, as far as death can be, and it was and she mm-hmm. did you know she did die, you know, but it was all very peaceful and everything what I call a know? natural
1: death somebody yeah, so has, you
2: don't so you don 't yeah. see that somebody's going to die, you know yeah. you just see you know feelings is what you see you know
1: Well, that. if you yeah. if you saw uh, the leaves scattered like that, and and your interpretation is you need to pull your information together. Would you mm-hmm. then start thinking, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe this person's ready to exit? No, no, I didn't even think that
2: at all. I just thought he was
1: disorganized. No, oh, okay. <laughs> and he <laughs> said, "Yeah, safer. he says my
2: my desk is all disorganized, and I really should get things together. You know, this and that." And you're right mm-hmm. about that, and and that was it. That was, you know, it was like, you know, let's move on to something else. You know, I couldn't even think about that until that woman came up to me later in, in the next year. And I, I had to sit down.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I I've, I've can imagine. Um, yeah. How long did it take you or, or just was it in your family so much that you, you don't know the answer to this? But how long did it take you to start to recognize the symbols and, and you know, what you were seeing? No, well, well you know,
2: I still look things up. I look things up in my own book because I can't have all this <laughs> stuff memorized. You know, yeah. I think, what's this mean? You know, does this number seven mean? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I look things up. You know, I, I'm perfectly truthful. I say I don't, I don't know it all. You know, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, yet, as you continue to do this and you practice and do more and more, you tend to remember things. You know, over time.
1: Right, just from practicing, you mean? Just from you, you practicing or
2: from doing it with other people or, you know, this and that. But, you know, it's, it's actually, this is why you do tea leaf reading, in my opinion. Number one, if the tea is good for your health, you know, as well as the herbal teas, the herbal infusions. It is cheap entertainment, I'll tell you, you know, and it's yeah. family and friend-based entertainment, perfect for to do during COVID when you or you're doing like nothing and you're at home, all, stuck at home all the time. You really don't need much to be able to do it. It encourages people to pause in normal life, their hectic life pace, and reflect on their desires and on their challenges and on their goals. You know, it really does bring people closer together and it focuses the mind. Just like we're talking. It develops your intuitive, right side of your brain. And if you're, If you sit there and you memorize some symbols or think about them, write them down in your notebook, and you kind of end up memorizing them, that will help you in all aspects of your life. And then there's a cultural aspect, too. I mean... Culturally, I mean, well, some of the things I've done is I visit tea rooms. I have visited tea rooms. I have participated in tea ceremonies around the world, some that are complex or some that are really simple, like going down to Argentina and drinking mate out of a gourd on the pampas. You know, that's yeah, part, wow. that part of doing the whole tea stuff, you know. It, it links a person into the cultures, uh, tea culture, of people of many, many lands. You know, and and the other thing about it, too, is you can think about tea as tea leaf reading that originally in China and that, but really the heyday of it was during Victorian times. And we have in our minds, whether it's true or not, a nostalgic yearning to return to an un- what we think are uncomplicated times, where people are actually polite to each other and dressed up to have, you know, tea parties and things like that, whether that's true or not, it just how it puts people in just a positive frame of mind. Nothing's better for that than doing tea leaf reading.
1: Does the person have to drink the tea for you to read the tea leaf?
2: Of course, that's what it's all about—is drinking the tea. Okay. Yeah, because that you you impress upon the leaves your own personal vibrations or your own personal impressions, kind of like in quantum physics, you know, where it links up all everything together, and the tea leaves pick up on that. So the person has to has to drink that tea. Now, um, you know, they can make an herbal tea if they're if if they don't like, you know, caffeinated tea, you know, that kind of thing, or can do a decaf or whatever, but they need to drink the tea. They do. Can't get get out of it.
1: (laughs) And I'm I'm with you that innately it is calming. Drinking tea, having tea is, in my belief, innately very calming. Um, So, you know, at least it brings you into the right mindset. Now, can you read tea leaves remotely? Could somebody contact you? And if they're not there, can you read their tea leaves?
2: Well, what I would say is that it is possible to do that. But what it really is you're doing then is you're doing a psychic reading. You're not doing Mm -hmm. a tea leaf reading. Tea oh, okay. leaf reading is this, this exchange from one person to another. It's this intimacy that you develop as you it takes a while to drink that cup of tea. You know, you can't just, you know, down it in an instant, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, Learn about the other person, and you know talk about your lives that's what it's all about It's different from any other form of divination, so although you know it's possible to do it, but what you're doing really is is using your intuition or your psychic background or whatever that may be, but you're really not reading the leaf.
1: Do you have to use a certain kind of cup or size cup?
2: well, the thing the best kind of cup to use is a um a plain white teacup and saucer with no markings on it at all, no little flowers or anything like that because that can distract you and you can't really see the image of. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of um, flares out a little bit. You know you know how a teacups do a little bit yeah. at the top. That's the very, very best kind. Uh, a mug, for example, isn't so good because that's straight sided. And so you'll get things more like you'd get for coffee ground reading where you get like a, a column of, of stuff. Um, I have read out, out of mug that just isn't as good as a proper teacup, you know, the kind that your your great aunt or great great grandmother had, you know, those kind of little pretty teacups, you know, those are the very best. I know kind.
1: exactly what ones you're talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah, The kind that 20. you find
1: in thrift shops now or in yeah. antique shops, really.
2: Yeah, right, except pl- plain white is the best kind. See-through isn't so hot um, uh, because, it, at least for a beginner. I mean, you know, once you get mm-hmm. into it, you can read anything, you know, but uh, if you're a beginner, you see a, a see-through cup, and you see everything else that's on the other side of the glass.
1: Right. And you Hard don't want to do say. that,
2: right, you know, but as you get better at it, you know, that stuff doesn't really matter very much.
1: When you've done classes, you've you've had groups of people and you've taught them to do tea leaf readings. How yep. quickly can they read?
2: Oh, yeah, they do it. <laughs> we do like these two hour workshops down at the Duchamp Bay. And mm-hmm. uh, people are reading the leaves and everything. And of course, you know, I walk through and they say, What does this mean to you? I said, Well, what does it mean to you? Well, I, I see this image. What does it mean? I said, well, what, what did you think? And what, what was your first impression of it? And they'll say, Well, first I thought it was this and then I thought it was that. I said, Go with your first impression.
1: hmm. And
2: and the best, the most important thing you need to do is after you see all these images in the cup, you have to draw them all together and make a story. And you can't say, oops, I see a dog over here. Oops, I see a ball over here. Um, You know, I see a map on the wall, you know, that kind of thing. No, draw it all together and create a story. And if some of the images don't fit, don't use them in the story. Because, or if somebody, if you, if you just say, oh, there's a clock, or there's a hat, or there's a whatever, and people are going to look at you and say, uh huh, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got to have a storyteller's gift developed. So
1: that. It. that's kind of an interpretation, too. So that's, that's symbols, interpreting the I mean, leaves, right? Yeah, yeah. Then it's need another need way interpret- of saying
2: interpret the leaves. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 You mentioned before that you, um, You mentioned before um, reading Coffee Grounds.
2: Yeah, you can do that, Coffee Grounds. You can do that. Um, Actually, in a book I've written called What's Your Potion? um, Mm -hmm. I do have a chapter on Coffee Grounds, reading the Coffee Grounds. Um and and they're done just slightly differently. There's different things that have to be done with them. Um, I'm not really adept at that because I don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee at all. But um, you know, I've seen it done a lot and I've I've incorporated some of, you know, what they say on uh, for reading the coffee grounds into my um into my tea leaf reading. Now, why not? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that there's there's a whole thing. It's 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 just done differently. Is basically how it's done.
1: You know, so I don't want uh, coffee grounds in my cup. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. it's like oh, it seems a little bitter. But <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's like oh, I don't know if I want that. Um, well, you, you know, we wanted stuff, to go into the, your new book of. Um, the uh, sanctuary, sanctuary, of sanctuary of Your Own. But yeah, we're really yeah, getting that's... down to about two minutes, so I might ask you to come back to talk about that sanctuary, how to build okay, your own that's... sanctuary. <clears throat> it that seems sounds like, great. Yeah, if, if, if I'm going to read tea leaves and have, to me, tea leaves, drinking tea is a cozy thing. So if I'm mm-hmm. tea leaves, Oh I have to ask one question I wanted to ask before, and forgot you can't put any milk and sugar in those tea leaves, can you in that uh, you tea? can
2: put you can put lemon and okay. uh, but not milk and not sugar because okay. that sort of uh blurs things. but if you put in lemon and you know there's you know a little pip or a lemon pip or something like that, a seed that gets in there, that's okay. You can read that, mhm. But That's nothing good. that makes it blurry.
1: Yeah, and the lemon doesn't mess with it at all.
2: No, not at all.
1: Where is this art practiced? Is, you said something about it being all over the world, but is it actively practiced any particular place? Oh,
2: everywhere. You know. Um I used to live in Brazil and in Mexico and they practice it there. Oh, England, Britain, you know, you have got tea leaf readers. I mean, you know, you go to a tea shop for tea leaf reading sometimes. You know, uh in China of course and uh you know, all through Asia, um, uh the Middle Eastern countries, Africa, you know, everybody does it. Everybody all over the world does it because you don't need to be an educated person to do this. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it.
1: I know when I get off the show, I'm going to immediately try it try. You know, and see if I can see anything. <laughs> you know, how does oh, this yeah. work? But plus, I want the cup of tea. Again, you know, it's appealing. It's very appealing. Um, yeah. If somebody wants to come to you and get a tea leaf reading, how do they get hold of you?
2: Um uh, they can email me. Um go through my email, which is doctor at gmail dot com, D-R-C-A-R-O-L, D-O-W at gmail dot com. You know, that works. Mm-hmm. And your website too is Yes. Uh you know, that's that's another way of doing it. Uh Caroline dot com or Carol Dow
1: dot com. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, you know, on Facebook. hmm And you still do classes at the local tea shop? The I,
2: I haven't know, been the doing them. Late, you know, last year and a half. Well, you know, but not I counting had,
1: pedem- We're we're pretending that pandemic didn't happen. So, yeah, right. know, In reality, <laughs> will you yeah, be going right. back to that?
2: Um, yeah, I uh, eventually will. I have. We haven't quite opened up enough not to native. do that yet. But yeah. we know we will eventually.
1: Okay, well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. I think it's fascinating. I definitely want to sit down with your book and and try it out and see what I can see. And at worst, I'll have a great cup of tea.
2: Well, wonderful. Well, well, best of luck
1: to you with that and happy teacup reading. (laughs) Thank you so much.